Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula, Mike Bassett coming to you live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Burleson. Make some noise out here. Got a good contingent of folks out here hanging out with us. Uh, uh, But right now, it's time to go to and talk to the owner and general manager of the Cowboys. uh, Brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. His name is Jerry Jones. Jerry, how are you doing this afternoon? Hey, Reggie, Mike, and... uh, Great to be on, and I uh, understand we've got a little crowd in there for you, and, uh, but uh, excited to uh, be on here this, uh, I guess, last day of, uh, next to the last day of the year, and uh, getting ready for the Cotton Bowl, getting ready for uh, all of that for the remainder of the day here. You, you bring up the Cotton Bowl, and obviously this time of bowl season, there's a whole bunch of these, Alan. How, how many of these do you get to get into? Uh, obviously, Cowboy season is full on and raging. How much of the college football portion of this are you able to pay attention to? Well, first of all, the Cotton Bowl is dear to me. I got to play in the Cotton Bowl, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we played the last game that I ever played. Uh, I weighed about 180 pounds as a, a pulling offensive guard, but still, <laughs> uh, I have great memories, and we won that game, and were the only undefeated team in the country, and that really inspired me to want to be a have a life in football and have a life in sports, and uh, was something that uh, uh, never left me. So uh, I've got a good feeling about the Cotton Bowl. Well, Jerry, I, I know a lot of times now, if you're not playing, and I call it the Final Four, obviously the two games on New Year's Day to make it to the national championship, we see a, a, quite a few of these high draft pick prospects not playing in these bowl games. What would be your thought or recommendation to those young men? Well, I uh, uh, would say that uh, it's another look at them against, uh, obviously, uh, a different competition than they had during their regular careers. Uh, It's a high-profile, highly competitive game, and uh, one that brings with it a a certain presence, a national presence, uh, that kind of interest, gives you a lot of read on a player. And uh, I think it does give you a read on a player. Uh, You know, you look so much at what's inside people, Uh, not just how fast they run the 40, or you uh, certainly can look at their careers on tape uh, or be familiar with them having scouted them. But I think it tells you a lot about somebody to play in these games and competitively compete in these games. Uh, I understand uh, the uh, idea that uh, risk-reward relative to getting injured, uh, but it's impressive to me to see a player go out there and compete. Uh, Let me say this. uh, Dak Prescott, uh, uh, the one thing about him was the fact that uh, he will compete. He would when he was coming out of college. 
and he didn't back away from anything, whether it's a senior bowl or what. So uh, uh, I think you get a read for what's inside sometimes on these guys play it or not play it. Now, Jerry, you mentioned that we have a nice crowd here at Buffalo Wild Wings where we're hanging out, but it's not going to be anywhere near AT&T Stadium tomorrow evening. Obviously, big game, but also uh, Jimmy Johnson going into the ring of honor. I mean, there's a lot of things that I'd love to talk about here, but what's your fondest memory of working with Jimmy? Oh, I think, uh, as you know, we go all the way back to uh, college uh, when we were initially playing as sophomores and juniors. And when we get together, uh, we'll often refer back to uh, a couple of things that happened. We've got a little smile. We've got some things we smile about that went on when we were in college, as anybody would. Uh, but uh, uh, that's where I got to uh, uh, know him. And, of course, uh, when he uh, came to Dallas with me when I bought the team and, and uh, he joined me here, uh, I said at that time, that Jimmy was worth five Heisman trophies. Now, I've got hyperbole, and I've got those type of ways I express myself. But I had that kind of, 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 of really uh, appreciation for his skill level and uh, had uh, really hoped that that would transcend and did into the pro level. Uh, but we both got to be a part of something that uh, changed our lives, uh, we had gotten to be a part of something in our collegiate career that changed our lives. And I'm not exaggerating. And so uh, uh, I have somebody I knew, somebody that uh, I felt like I could really get in and work with. And uh, uh, we both were getting in something that we hadn't had experience in. Neither one of us had been in pro football. And uh, so it was a new new thing. And obviously things didn't go that uh, to uh, the way we had it planned those first few years. Uh, but those are the kinds of things that bond you. Those are the kinds of things that give you resolve and ultimately turned out for an experience that uh, uh, just is an experience of a lifetime. So uh, uh, I have no, nothing but appreciation for him. You know, a lot of people think that we're contentious uh, the facts are that I don't think we've ever had a contentious meeting in our life, really. I don't think we ever have. And uh, those weren't the kind of – that wasn't the relationship at all. So, Jerry, you obviously know the coach on the other side for the Lions, Dan Campbell, former Dallas Cowboy. They're having a great year. Uh, you can take this in different uh, places. But did you know that Dan Campbell was going to be a future head coach in the NFL when he was a tight end for the Cowboys? Well, I don't know that I uh, would uh, think that uh, uh, head coach. I will say, uh, I mean, I, I don't know that I wouldn't think head coach either because he has very similar aura and very similar way that he approaches the game as Jason Whitten. And, of course, when I think of Jason Whitten, I see someone that could potentially be a great head coach at any level. And, of course, he is at the high school level right now. But uh, uh, those guys, uh, uh, they, they, uh, their body language speaks to uh, football. And uh, they don't know the easy way. There's an old adage in football. Uh, it's called running around the block. And the idea is that if somebody's trying to block you, uh, don't run around it because that means that's where the ball carrier will go if you run around. 
you take the path of resistance, the path of the most resistance, not the least resistance. That's Dan Campbell. Uh, to me, I hate to uh, uh, usually get in trouble comparing people, but Jason Whitten never one time, uh, and Dan didn't either, take the path of least resistance. Uh, that's the most important quality in my mind mentally that uh, a football coach or a football player can have. Now, Jerry, earlier this morning on these, on these airwaves, Coach Mike McCarthy said that one of the things that he's learned about himself this year was, you know, as a play caller, just, you know, maybe keep it simple more often. Uh, what have you learned about your head coach this year and your team this season thus far? He's done outstanding. Uh, uh, he's the uh, hardest worker. He's the busiest uh, person uh, in the organization. Uh, he's uh, it's, it's a big job, head coach, as well as the coordinator that calls the plays. There's no adage. Uh, if you, you to call the plays, you need to install the plays. You need to be the installer to be the caller. And of course, that takes a lot of time. And uh, he has that kind of respect from the team. He leads uh, because of that. And of course, Mike is. Uh, a proven, proven coach that has gone up through the ranks, earned his stripes. Uh, he's smart, uh, and he has a genuineness about him that the players follow. Uh, I can't say enough about the job he's doing, and, uh, and we're in no small part pushed up here. I call it being pushed up. We're in a position with a, a fairly good health. We're in a position to really do some good. Uh, when we get into the playoffs. This is, of course, a, a game that, uh, uh, under the circumstances with having lost the last two, that uh, uh, we want to uh, – uh, we have all the incentive in the world to let it all hang out, so to speak. And uh, um, um, for all the reasons, uh, Mike uh, uh, really will espouse to that – kind of effort against these Detroit Lions. We need to uh, uh, do whatever it takes to win this ballgame. So obviously Detroit has a lot of star players. I was listening to Marcus Spears speak very highly of Aiden Hutchinson. Is that a player that worries you tomorrow night? Absolutely he does. He's hard to block and uh, he has to be accounted for when the offense thinks about running a play and uh, uh, that's all the more reason to hope that we have a full complement in our offensive line back, Tyron Smith, and and uh, get those get that continuity back. Anytime we haven't had Tyron, we've struggled, and so uh, hopefully we'll have him tomorrow. But uh, yes, Hudson bothers me. You said hopefully. About how confident are you that you will have Tyron Smith tomorrow evening? Well, tomorrow I feel good. Tonight? I feel good, but. Uh, uh, I don't know, but I, I will tell you, I feel good about it. He, they're feeling good about it across the board. Trainers, coaches, Tyron, they're all feeling good about it. On the other side, Amon uh, Ross St. Brown is having a great year at wide receiver. Detroit runs the ball up the middle. Uh, what will be the concentration of the defense to stop what first? Well, I, I think that uh, uh, we will uh, – First of all, have to respect that quarterback who has uh, I've always respected. We thought a lot of him. I remember being at his private workouts out there in San Francisco, and uh, 
watched him work out then and thought he was just a natural thrower and uh, uh, really thought highly of him enough that uh, uh, would have um, possibly made him quarterback of the Cowboys if uh, things had been different and things had fallen that way. So Goff is uh, somebody that we've got to really deal with. And, uh, uh, you know, I just think uh, they're an overall complete team, and uh, I don't know that any part of it on the field makes you comfortable. Now, Jerry, this defense, to start in the season, it seemed like, and honestly, for the last few years, it seems like they've gotten takeaways like water, and it seems that that's dried up a little bit. Is there anything in particular in that that you see, or is that something that you anticipate maybe coming back soon? Well, I see the result of it, and when you don't have those takeaways, uh, it's an uphill battle, especially if you're making uh, the kinds of mistakes that are the equivalent of takeaway. Uh, that fumble we had at the goal line was uh, very damning and hurt. And uh, But that's what takeaways do. And so uh, uh, we play for takeaways. We play for those big plays. Uh, we just got to uh, – and you need to count on them. Uh, they're, they're a big part of, of uh, uh, compromising or, or minimizing uh, the other team's attributes. You get those turnovers, that's a big swing. So Micah Parsons has spoken a lot about the lack of holding calls against him. I asked Brian Broadus, who looks at the film tremendously, and he says he has a right to complain. He's getting held a lot. What can you do as a general manager and an owner to try to help out that situation and get the calls that uh, Micah seems to be validated in what he should be getting? We have a lot of things in place. Uh, Stephen is uh, Stephen Jones is on the competition committee and has great communication with everybody involved. And certainly we're vocal uh, with everybody concerned as to uh, uh, the issue. Uh, and I think it has everything to do with Micah's skill level. And I think he creates a unique uh, situation regarding the philosophy of calling holding calls. And that's about all I'll say about it. But the point is that uh, I, too, believe he ought to be getting more holding calls. It's one of those things, Jerry, where I'm obviously a former baseball player, where a lot of times sometimes a pitching coach or manager would tell me, hey, let me take care of the umpire. If they're screwing you over, you do your job. I'm going to do my job in trying to protect you and get the calls correct. Is that something that Coach McCarthy or Dan Quinn or somebody like you have said, Micah, let us try to take care of that and you don't worry about it? Well, I don't know that that's enough. Uh, I think you want to uh, uh, encourage Micah to uh, continue uh, his play style, uh, and I'm, I'm not really worried about that. That's built in him. Uh, so uh, uh, the big thing is is just keep on keeping on. Don't don't change that. Don't change that style, and uh, give them uh, give us reason to uh, uh, and him reason to complain. Uh, there's nothing wrong with what he's doing. Matter of fact, it's all good. And so uh, we've just got to make sure that uh, uh, equitably that he is uh, being shown for what he is. We used to really spend a lot of time. DeMarcus Ware looked like he was offside every snap. It was because he was so quick. And he really, uh, that count when it came, boy, he didn't anticipate it. He just was quick quick off the ball 
And so uh, we had to continually remind officials that he's not offsides. He's just quick when the ball is snapped. And so uh, we just need to continue pushing. And that's uh, that's a team effort. That's not a, a signed effort or um, uh, to necessarily say to Micah, we'll take care of that because we've got to we just got to make sure that uh, Micah gets his due as to his skill level relative to this holding matter. Jerry, you've made note of how the physicality of this team is something that you guys were concerned about coming into the season that you made efforts to address. But this week, you let go of linebacker Rashawn Evans in order to you know, accommodate uh, Matt Letzko coming back from injured reserve. What made you confident in being able to make that move when you have kind of a light linebacker room right now? Well, the main thing is that uh, we needed the depth in the offensive line and fortunate to have it. Lesko's been uh, really uh, uh, improving, and um, we have other depth there that uh, we need. Unquestionably, that's, uh, uh, to me, that's why you have a practice squad. That's why you have the overall depth that you have, and you're continually adjusting that. Uh, either from picking someone up in free agency or from your practice squad. And that's what that was the case of. We needed the depth more than we needed uh, him at linebacker, obviously. I wouldn't have done it. So, Jerry, my last question to you is we just celebrated Christmas. Was there a favorite Christmas present that you received this year or a favorite Christmas present that you gave this year? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm having lots of fun with uh, – uh, always do. Uh, these uh, uh, grandkids of mine, they're not kids anymore. They're young adults. And uh, I can't get my hands around them. They've got they've got more coming at me than you can imagine. Uh, they have a lot of fun with me. They have a, a very uh, – uh, uh, I'm glad they are comfortable with me, but uh, I get a lot of tricks played on me and uh, – uh, have a lot of fun. I'm not. I'm capable of tricking them back too. So uh, we have a lot of fun. We get to uh, spend time. I get to spend time with them uh, because of the football, the Cowboys, uh, uh, things like that. I'm a very lucky man when it comes to spending time with his family. Jerry, right before we let you go here, uh, do you have any? Can you give us a little insight into the Jimmy Johnson Ring of Honor ceremony? Anything special maybe coming up? Well, again, thank you for asking that again, and uh, it's going to be great to see. Uh, it's going to be heavily participated by ex-players that played on those teams, uh, and certainly looking forward to seeing some of the staff. Particularly interesting that his crew from Fox. You know, this is uh, uh, a ESPN game, ABC ESPN game, but the Fox crew is going to be here at the game to. Uh, uh, recognize uh, their affinity for Jimmy and their years of working together. So uh, it's just a great group. Uh, they mean a lot to Jimmy. Uh, the Fox crew does. Uh, and, of course, obviously his former players and coaches uh, mean a lot to him. And then uh, from everybody's perspective, it'll just feel good to uh, uh, remember that uh, we uh, got to be a part of something that. Uh, was probably bigger than any individual, and uh, no one appreciates that more than Jimmy. So uh, uh, it's uh, it'll be a great day. I hope we're doing our part and uh, uh, have to do a good job with Detroit. That'd be uh, that'd be very important to the atmosphere out here.
Yeah, we're looking forward to the team getting it done on the field as well. Uh, Jerry, we appreciate your time every week, and we look forward to talking to you in the new year. You bet, guys. Let's get these lines, all right? Yes, yes sir. Jerry Jones, owner, general manager of your Dallas Cowboys, joins us every week on the Can't See Masterpiece on 105 through the fan. It is the Can't See Masterpiece here. Uh, Mike, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, how's it, how's it been treating you? Because this is my first time being able to be out yeah, here. Yeah, so, I mean, we have a great crowd already. It's it's 1049 here in, in Burleson, and obviously right around 11, 1130, obviously it gets going a lot more as people start thinking about what they're going to have for lunch. So hopefully they'll join us at Buffalo Wild Wings in Burleson. And I'll just be honest, I'm the one who's been giving away stuff lately. Nice. And I try to do it pretty early because a lot of people who come early, they might not be able to stay till 2 p.m., so – you know, we're giving away Cowboys T-shirts and hats and mini helmets and Funko Pops. And, and obviously, Dallas Cowboy tickets that's to right. tomorrow night's game. You Courtesy register. You don't have to be here. If you get here and you register, you don't have to be here, let's say, at 2 p.m. to then receive the tickets. Okay. And, and, look, I'm not smart enough to know when the drawing happens and everything, but this will be happening quick because they have to get these people uh, the tickets to be able to go to the game tomorrow night. That's right. So the, the swag you got to be here for. Yes. And we, we got a good group of folks out here yes. already. Uh, make sure you make it out to uh, the yes. Buffalo Wild Wings in Burleson. If you Check leave, out your map quest, as Mike says. Yes, check out your map quest or Google Maps or uh, what the uh, ways or Way, whatever. Ways but yeah, that's right. uh, if you are not here when I draw your name for, let's say, a Cowboys T-shirt, I do call you a loser. Just because you <laughs> lost and you don't get that, so then I have to draw another name. So okay. just know, if, if you don't stay here for the shirts and the hats and stuff, you are a loser mm. in that I drew your That's name right. and you don't win that uh, deal. And you never want to be a loser, do you? Usually not. Even Wait, though you said you, what, what are the instances where you do want to be a loser? Well, let's say you're trying to get Victor Wimbanyamba. Okay. The Spurs were intentional losers Fair at the enough. end of last year to try to give themselves the best odds to get a great uh, draft pick. So <laughs> there are times where you try to be a loser. Sometimes I feel like if you are in a discussion with your spouse, you might decide, <laughs> you know what, I'm just going to take the loss here, and I will be a loser overall to be a winner. Is that inspired by real life? Is, do we, do oh, we for sure. For sure. There's here? a time, I think, in everybody's uh, relationship where you go, you know what? I'm done fighting this fight. I will now become a loser to ultimately become a winner. Nothing recent, though, right? We don't have to. Oh, I feel like there's always discussions <laughs> where you're just like, you know what? It's not worth it. There has to be that in your life, too, right? Sure, yeah. No, you pick your battles, right? Yeah. You can't fight everything. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Victor Wimbanyama. He had a 30-point game last night. You know, I haven't been following him that closely. I mean, I know that right now Chet Holmgren is the favorite to win the Rookie of the Year right. in a weird way because he didn't play last year. So those are kind of the two people uh, fighting for, for Rookie of the Year. I'm surprised that Wimbanyama hasn't led to a few more wins for the Spurs. They're still figuring out how to play with him. Like, it feels, I and mean, obviously we're still not even yeah. halfway through the season, but early on in the season it felt like the guys didn't know to get him the basketball, which seems nonsensical, yeah. right? You're, you have a monster on the court with you throwing the basketball, but I think they're just now learning to get him the basketball and seeing the ways that he'll pass the ball to them and then also just make their jobs easier. And that being said, that's enough Spurs talk that's right. here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Were you encouraged, though, that um, Jerry said that he feels confident? He's, he's used the word hopeful, which made me kind of recoil because I know earlier – Today, Mike McCarthy said that they feel, you know, that they feel very confident that I they'll think, play. I think yesterday, listening to Broadus, 
this morning listening to Mike McCarthy here on 105.3 The Fan. Just now listening to Jerry Jones here on 105.3 The Fan. Tyron Smith is going to be starting uh, tomorrow night. I, now, Jonathan Hankins sounds like he isn't. No. Like, that's a, I'd say, 99% sure he isn't, which is worrisome if you want to bully the Cowboys. Jonathan Hankins at times can stop that and seems to be the only person on defense for the Dallas Cowboys who can sometimes stop the bullying of other teams. So it'll be interesting. Those first few plays that Detroit has the ball, will they try to establish, we are going to bully you to death because Buffalo bullied the Cowboys to death. San Francisco bullied the Cowboys to death. In a way, the Arizona Cardinals bullied the Cowboys to death. So it'll be interesting to see, will Detroit try to bully the Dallas Cowboys early in the game? You know what? That's a question that we can ask our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. We'll talk to him next right here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105 Through the Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.